Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, November 28th, 2014. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we count down our top 10 giftable gadgets in this year's Niche Gift Guide. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Hello. (coughs) (laughs) So, Black Lung Friday? Yeah, Black Lung Friday, yes. I I spent my morning at the hospital getting heavily medicated. Uh, It's officially pneumonia? Officially pneumonia. Sweet. Yeah. Explains why I felt like crap. Yeah, that'll do it. What are the symptoms of pneumonia? Do you have like Um, a fever and stuff? Uh, you can have a high fever or you can not have a fever at all. Hmm. Mostly just the, um, the, um, the congestion and cough and painful breathing and out of breath and yeah, just the the, the difficulty breathing being the biggest thing, I think, (laughs) which is certainly where I was at this morning. I, I woke up and I thought, wow, I really need to go to the doctor and by the time I got out of bed and walked to the living room, I was out of breath. Yeah, that's a so it's a bad sign. Yeah, but they pumped me full of antibiotics and steroids. Right on. You're gonna be all jacked up tomorrow. I, yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna go lift something heavy. You know? <laughs> Doc, it hurts when I breathe. What should I do? <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but then then I came home and I. I came home and did all of my Christmas shopping and did not leave the house one bit to do so. Awesome. So that it ties into the theme of this week's show, ladies and gentlemen. Like I got the shopping done in just a few minutes and some of it's already on its way to my house and, and your house. And <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, That's so, awesome. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you know, the, the local stores... We were never in them, but driving by them, they didn't seem as crowded as they had been in the past. And mm-hmm. and I think, uh, let me check here real quick. Yeah, BlackFridayDeathCount.com reports only one death <laughs> and only five new injuries this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that's <laughs> way down from previous years. Yes. Oh, man. So, folks, um, we are going to have uh, the Niche Gift Guide episode for you this evening on the spirit of Black Lung Friday. As Kelly <laughs> yeah. quietly coughs in the background. Sorry. That's, I'll probably leave that in. It's kind of funny. Well. You're the, the, the you. puff puff of that albuterol <laughs> inhaler here in a few minutes. <laughs> Sweet. All of that thing. <laughs> mm. um, then maybe that'll make it onto your list. So the plan is... <laughs> yeah. The plan is to give you um, uh, a top 10 list of geeky gifts for the nerds in your life. Or perhaps not even. Actually, some of mine are not that nerdy. Some of mine are, are not super nerdy either. And I think I think I probably went with the inexpensive gifts route. And, and you probably went with... I, I haven't seen your list. I have no idea what's on it. But I'm, a, I'm guessing yours are probably more expensive than mine. Because with the exception of... With the exception of one, mine are all generally in the $60 or less range. Um, uh, maybe I'm, I'm skewing a little higher, but not too bad. I mean, these are the gifts. I mean, I'm not talking yeah. about like, you know, this is like, 
This is like family gifts, not like significant other necessarily. Right. But like I'm one. not going to go out and spend, I'm not going to go out and buy you a, um, like a, a $5 thing, but I'm not going to spend 400 on you either. Kind of yeah. Thing. No. Yeah, totally. So we've got that coming up shortly, dear listener. In the meantime, let's do a little housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, we, as predicted, we're recording this late. We're actually recording on Friday, so we haven't officially <laughs> we haven't officially broken our rule of releasing on Friday. If we get through this quickly and I can edit it and post it, we might barely sneak it in before midnight. Should still be in time to catch some of the weekend deals on some of these items on our lists. Exactly. Um, so we can use that as an excuse. We wanted to make sure we got all the good deals for you. There you go. And let's throw into housekeeping. We can throw, um, our updates, our updates from previous episodes. Yes. Um, we talked about meteor a little bit last week, meteor.com, which is like, uh, applic- you know, web application development. And then we'll see. It's weird. It's kind of a platform. It's not really a platform. It's like, but it feels different than a library, but I guess it's a library. It's not, it doesn't really feel like a framework either. No, it's weird. It's like a, an yeah. approach. Yeah. There's a lot of software involved, but it's, there is. <laughs> but so after you were talking about it, I got really, I, I think I even closed the podcast by saying this sounds so exciting. I want to go try it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there were tears of, of joy. <laughs> I was getting like emotional. It's like, so here's the, Meteor is awesome. <laughs> it's not perfect for everything, of course, because nothing is. But it is, if you do JavaScript, you have got to check this out because it will, it will inspire you in the way that you program. Like you will want this to be the way you program. It might not scale and it might, I, I don't, it might, I mean, it's, it's, I can say hands down, it's the most brilliant prototyping tool I've ever seen. <laughs> so anyway, we, we don't need to go into that too much. Just wanted to, to reiterate that. We talked about Meteor last week. It was pretty cool. And now I I would categorize it as the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I mean, this is what, this is why, like, I look at Angular and I'm mm-hmm. like, Angular feels so, Angular feels like what HTML should have been in the first place, but I kind of don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, it, like when you, if you've messed around with Angular, when you use Meteor, you're going to flip. <laughs> there's like nothing to do it feels like a toy you just you just tell it what you want your app to be like yeah there's no binding there's no dorking around in there and like setting up models and anyway tr- definitely try it um i don't have any bugs this week do you have I any bugs? Even, the only bugs I have this week are the ones in my lungs. <laughs> Do you want to talk about those? <laughs> Delicious bugs. Mm. <laughs> All right. So shall we dive into the niche gift guide? Let's go for it. Let's do it. Okay. So dear listener, the plan is that Kelly and I have each picked uh, our five, our top five niche gifts and for this holiday season and we're going to take turns counting down from five to one and we're going to try to avoid going down the casey case and rabbit hole yeah i'm gonna I, yeah i'll try we, i'm we gonna just try. Can't let ourselves go there i'm gonna try i might i might do a little johnny ive okay because i can't go through an episode without doing some kind of an impression <laughs> some kind of bad impression yeah. exactly <laughs> 
You yes. want to you wanna kick us off with number five? <laughs> <laughs> that lasted a long time, didn't yeah, it? <laughs> I couldn't. I can't not do it. Uh, number five for me is the the Vivus Knight V3 13,000 milliamp dual USB battery charger. It's got a ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a mouthful. But we will link to all of this in the show notes. Yes. Uh, retails for a whopping $35. Okay. And I know you're thinking, eh, battery charger. But it's a nice battery charger. Hmm. Um, it's 13,000 milliamps. So, you know, it's significant amount of, of battery power there to charge charge phones uh, a few times and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's got a, a micro USB a short micro USB cord built in that just kind of like you pulls out of the thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you can charge multiple devices at once. Uh, you can charge it up and it will hold its charge for six months. So you can just charge it up and toss it in your bag and, and not have to worry when you don't need it for, you know, pull it out two months later and it'll, it'll be there and charging your devices just fine. Wow. And it's got it's got this little groove along the side of it. This is kind of neat that you so it also doubles as like a stand for your phone. Hmm. Awesome. And it's it's about the size about the size of of an iPhone. So. Jeez. Do you know? Now I'm going to quiz you. Do you know how long it takes to charge it? Like, does it charge up fat? Like, does the because like the speed thing? How like it? Because it, I have one that takes forever to charge. Um, you know, I've never used it in a situation where I've been like in a hurry to charge something or because uh, I've, uh, <coughs> when I've used it, it's either been on somewhere where I just can't get to a plug. So I'll just, but I like, I'll just, I'll plug it in and leave it in the bag plugged in or I'll use it. Mm-hmm. I'll use my phone or tablet or what have you with it, mm. with it plugged in. Cool. That's, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. I think they're usually more expensive than that. Yeah. No, it's a, um. Uh, you know, I've seen it, I've seen it on Amazon for between like 35 and 40. So this may be a little bit of a sale on it right now. I don't know. I've seen it kind of fluctuate a few dollars there, but it hovers around $35. Mm, Cool. And is the, and how do you charge it? Is it the, is that what the USB is for or is it? Uh, no, you you can, uh, you can plug it into the wall or charge it from a computer with a USB cable, just a a standard USB. That's killer. Because I've had I've had a couple different ones and they come with their own proprietary wall wart you know round tip, yeah charger which I always lose, and then I've got then I just buy another one and to, <laughs> right and then I forget to charge them the night before I need to get on the airplane which is when I always need them and then they don't they take forever to charge and I can't find the charger and so that wow this sounds really good so I'll have to check the link in the show notes for myself sounds great. All right. Well, thank you for that. So I've got number five on mine. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna get this one right out of the way and go with uh, the Pebble smartwatch. <laughs> Saw that come. It would be higher up on my list, except for not everyone is going to be like a target user yeah. of a smartwatch. Yeah. Just because of because of the design and because of the display. Right. It's not for everyone, but if you, I mean, if you, if you just want to get one for yourself or you know someone who's been thinking about getting one, then the prices right now are ridiculous. Like the plastic pebble is 79 bucks and the pebble steel is 149, which is, I mean, I think I paid 250 for my pebble steel. Yeah. So 
they're they lowered the price recently and right now <clears throat> they're 25 percent off so if you're if you're even remotely thinking about one you should definitely go out and get one uh cool so we've wow. talked yeah, about I the could get a new one for only 30 bucks more than i bought your used one yeah, seriously <laughs> they lowered the price and put them on sale and pretty soon they're going to be stocking mm-hmm. stuffers <laughs> all right <clears throat> what you got at number four my number four is the H800 Logitech wireless headset. Oh, interesting. Yes. Are you wearing that now? Uh, I am wearing it now, but when you said the audio quality was bad before, mm-hmm. um, that's because I've got the mic up at the top of my head and not anywhere near my face mm. because the mic is on like a little swing arm, so I had it up out of the way. <laughs> I see. But yes, this is the the wireless headset that I use. On a, on a daily basis and use it for, for calls and that sort of thing. Um, of course, use the better mic when we're podcasting. But, gotcha. But for its price, it does, it does very well. It has a, a good, good long battery life. I can get pretty much a full day of use out of it. Hmm. So you just plug it in when you're done and then? Yeah. Yeah, I just plug it in and then charge it either with a USB cable. You can you know, charge it with USB cable. Hmm. And does it have um, like a little like nub that you plug into the computer to do the it, Bluetooth connection? It can do, it can do just, um, just native Bluetooth or it's got the little, the little dongle. Sweet. And I, I use the dongle just because it seems to be a little more reliable on the Mac, mm-hmm. but I've heard from other people on windows that, um, that it works, it, it works really well with windows Bluetooth, Bluetooth and, and you know, the, the Mac Bluetooth has updated several times since I've got this so I've just but I haven't tried it hmm. but yes you can you can use Bluetooth and pair it with a phone cool and it is fifty four ninety nine. damn I'm gonna go broke on this episode <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's really cool I'm gonna try that I am like I'm a I have not found anything better than the regular um iPhone earbuds for calls like when I'm because I'm in coffee shop so often the right. um there's really I've never I haven't had anything better than just the plain old iPhone headphones but they're like 30 bucks Yeah Yeah and the, oh these do these are these are these are not earbuds it's like it's an over the ear over ear headset yeah, um, no but wire. Do, but it does, They yeah, but, but no wire, and they do fold up for, for easier portability. Sweet. Huh. I gotta check it out. All right, well, my number four, uh, you'll know and love this one, the Hue Lightbulb Starter Pack. Love you. They are I th- probably the priciest thing on my list at $189, mm-hmm. and it comes with three standard size light bulbs and the base station and once you give that to someone they can get individual light bulbs after that to flesh out their flesh out their man cave or whatever yes but these are amazing and um the thing the the reason they made it onto the list first of all is because they're super useful they're really easy to set up Mm -hmm. and they appeal to a wide range of people 
Yeah, they kind of seem like a gimmick until you use them, don't they? Yes, they sound gimmicky, but, uh, you know, I just had a ton of people over here, and you, like, just adjust the lights to a color, and everyone's like, no way! <laughs> I know. They love it. it. It's great. It changes the whole mood. I mean, of course, changing the color of the lights in room is a big deal, but it's, it, it's and it's so easy. Yeah. They, they just set up easy. They, you know, I'm, I'm going to jinx myself, but they never screw up, really. Um, the, if they, if, if there's any downside, it's that you really kind of need to have a smartphone or something to do anything other than turn them on and off. So you can still use the wall switch in a pinch where if you, you turn them off, they go off and you turn them on and they default to like a nice sort of, um, warm white. Yeah. Uh, they've got a really nice default. I've tried other, um, other similar or competing competing bulbs that default to a horrible Dunkin Donuts fluorescent blue <laughs> that uh, makes you feel like you you got a grow lamp in your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now the um the default on the the Hue app that I built, I don't know if you noticed is a it's a little cooler than what the Hue is if you just turn it on. I did notice. A, yes. Yeah. Oh, you did notice that? I did notice that. Yes. Yeah. I prefer It's a little the- cooler, but it's still yeah, no, I mean, the, not like a harsh blue. <laughs> yeah, I think the the sort of when you first get them, you go nuts and you like go super disco, like you know, like like back of the limo on the way to the prom in the eighties, yeah, basically. Yeah, cooking them up to your MP3 player. And yeah, you the go, music change the color you, of the lights. Right, you go nuts. If, but if you have if you have you know teenagers, it's great for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Cooper got sick of the the changing lights. Dad, can yeah. you shut it off? It's like it's yeah. it's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. So what ends up happening though is you ha- end up with like two or three, maybe four settings that you know, like a movie watching setting, a day setting, a night setting, uh, you know, and and then you've got your settings, and that's so they can do a million things, but you end up doing like four things. Yeah, you can get wild colors, but in the end, you'll just you'll find a, a few nice color schemes that you like for for different atmospheres. Mm-hmm. And um, this is this is not available yet. Otherwise, it'd probably be on my list. But um, that flick thing that you sent to me, that link you sent for that flick button. Oh yes. That will potentially solve the um, the limitation of the bulbs requiring a smartphone to really really use them. Yeah. Well, there is there is the hue tap now as well. That's true. That's true. Which, they I, do think have it, a I think it lets you have four four pre-programmed schemes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because that's the thing that that's the only thing that I don't like about them is that you kind of have to know how to use the lights, which sounds kind of it's it's a little. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great that you have that control with the app, but for a lot of people, they're going to just want to be able to push one or two buttons and not have to think about it. Yeah, if you have guests over, or like you, someone watches your house, right. which happens with us to us, like with enough frequency that I would not put these in the main room. Right. But anyway, my parents have bought them. They love them. They bought more. You've got them. You love them. Everybody I know that has them loves them. Yeah, I'm I'm giving them away for Christmas. It's, yeah. You are okay. Yeah. So there you go. So uh, my number four is the Hue Light Bulb Starter Pack for one eighty nine. Oh, nice. I saw they had two starter packs now. Do you know what the other one is? The bulbs are a different shape, but uh, I do not. There's an Edison bulb, which I think is the standard one. Mm-hmm. And there's another kind that I've seen that has like a different screw shape. 
Okay, that's probably what this other starter pack was for then. Yeah, I don't know what they're for. I don't know if it's like an industrial use or what. I don't know. If I had one complaint about the hue bulbs, um, I just wish I wish they were a tiny bit brighter. Really? Yeah. Like they put out the equivalent of I think a sixty watt light bulb. Yeah, that's true. I see. On the brightest brightness, mm-hmm. I like to. I'd like for it to be like up to a hundred watt equivalent. I got gotcha. you. But that's just me. I have more demanding lighting needs than the average person. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah, I don't. As have... I did last month. Yes. Well. Now you, uh, I, I too do like a little bit more light because my after I got LASIK my sensitivity to contrast went down a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in dim light it's like gray text on a on a back on a white you know if like if the text yep. isn't like got good contrast i cannot read it yep. um so but they're but they're fine for me yep. like the brightness setting is bright enough for me you, of all the things you can have go wrong with your eyesight losing contrast sensitivity is about the worst it's funny because it's it's like it's weird because I'm, I was used to not being able to read stuff because it was blurry. Yeah. But not being able to see contrast is, it is weird. It's like you, it's, it's weird and it's worse. It is worse. It's, it's like, like nothing more, you like, can do about it. Yeah. Like blurry, you can squint or like move the, move the thing closer to your eye or, or farther yeah, away. Yeah, Or even just like get a freaking magnifying glass. Yeah. But if you can't, if, if you lose your contrast, it's like, it's like looking through wax paper or something. Yeah. It's really, it's a, I don't like it. I got used to it. I, I hated it at first and I, I prefer, I didn't regret getting the surgery. It's, it's, I mean, my eyes are 10,000 times better than they were. Right. It's not like a, not like you've had a severe loss of. No, no, no. It's extremely subtle, but yeah. it, and it only happens in like dusk or like when it's, when really it's too dark to read anyway. Right. <laughs> so. Um, in fact, the only time I really notice it is when I'm trying to look at my watch, mm. which is an e-ink display, um, black on gray, basically. It's not super high contrast, but if the light's low, I can't read that thing. Yeah. Or if my eyes are tired, like when I first wake up, I can't read it. Right. It's too much <sighs> I love getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Oh, we are at number three. Number three. What's your number three? Number three. My number three is something else I purchased a while back. Speaking of eyes, is the Gunner Optics glasses. Ah. And specifically, I have for for the um, just on the lower end of the spectrum. The pair I have is the um, the Intercept is the model that I have. They're full rim glasses the they have their prices range between like 55 and 120 dollars depending on what model you want hmm. and gunner is the brand yes i assume they are for gunner, like gunner skeet optics shooting or something yeah. no they are <laughs> they are <coughs> they were made and targeted to like um people who do like major league gaming oh which is apparently a thing mm-hmm and and people who spend like thirteen or fourteen hours a day in front of their computer playing video games. Sure. So. Huh. But if you happen to do a lot of computer use for for work, yeah, they have this this subtle subtle yellow tint to them and a slight bit of magnification. Mm-hmm. And it just it, 
it does a, a good job at reducing eye strain. And, um, yeah, I know, I know Nate has a pair. Nate got a pair and oh. loves them. Cool. And, um, you must look like with between the headphones and the glasses, you must look like a sniper sitting there at your desk. Yeah. I, I'm sure I look like you should be a major league gamer, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh, that's another thing. They're, they're designed, the frames are designed to be comfortable, comfortably worn with, with headsets. Oh, wow. So, Huh? Jeez. I'm gonna have to buy your whole list. <laughs> <laughs> this, this particular pair, uh, the intercept model is 57.99. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, my number three is a little bit of a, I'm going to, a little bit of a cheese. I'm going to cheese out a little bit here and say a seven inch tablet. But there's so, there's such a wide range that I, I had to pick a couple that I think are great deals. Okay. So, or I should say small tablet. So the first one is the Fire HD six inch tablet which right now is freaking $79. Yes, I saw that. And I almost bought one just because. <laughs> I know. $79. Yeah. So the Fire OS and the, the Fire all the Fire tablets are great. I've had all of them. I've not I haven't had all of them. I've tried a bunch of them. I have two or three of them. Um I have friends that have other ones that I've tried. I per- personally for me anything over a 7 inch tablet it's just dead to me. I'm not interested in them at all. Yeah, you you would not like my Galaxy Billboard. No. I'm sure I wouldn't. Um I I just not a fan. They're too they're it's uselessly large. I feel like I'm like lugging a tombstone around. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I either like I either like the Galaxy Billboard or I like the 7 inch tablets. Like one or the other because mm-hmm. I use them for very different things. Yeah. So but the but 10 inch tablets don't care. No. <laughs> don't just, like them. They're awkward. Yeah. You have to use two hands with them. It's like you you use them around the I mean for me tablets are purely a around the house thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like always an entertainment thing or I'm reading like it's it's when the time when I used to back in the day be like, "You know what? I'm going to read a magazine." That's when I grab a tablet. Not that I read on it necessarily, but it's that time. It's like that, that yeah. like I have time to kill. I'm going to do something like brain dead, like read Rolling Stone or something. Right. That's when I'll grab a tablet and be like, okay, either, you know, check my feeds or, or Flipboard or, or watch, you know, a few YouTube videos or something like that. And there's just no, I don't, like I remember I went to my father's house. He had, uh, he bought an iPad Air. Yeah, I remember this. It, yeah, he bought an iPad Air, and then without me knowing it, he went, you know, why would I know? But I knew he bought an Air, and then I came over to his house, and I'm like, man, that Air, is, it really is compact. And he's like, oh, I traded in and got the Mini. And I was yeah. like, this is the Mini? <laughs> I know. I didn't even realize it wasn't a full-size iPad. Because you just, it's, it sounds, re- I mean, when you put them next to each other, they're obviously nowhere near the same yeah, size. Obviously. But the way the bezel was and the screen, I was like, wow. And I just don't like Erica's got a, 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 the first HD mini. So the iPad mini two. Yeah. Kira's got one too. It's a perfect size. It is. So anyway, so, but it's, but the iPad mini two is like $400. 
or the the current version the, of the, the iPad. The one, yeah. Yeah, the well, there's actually they just released an iPad Mini Air, whatever they're calling it, mm. which is four hundred bucks. But you can still buy the iPad Mini One for two hundred fifty dollars on Apple's website, the non Retina one. But you know, I only mention that because I think it's a complete rip off to get a larger larger iPad. Yeah. It, any of them. I think any of them are a ripoff because the iPad Mini One, and you can sometimes, sometimes I think I saw it at Walmart for like two sixteen. You know, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But, I remember get get an email about that. Yeah, but like, why? It's low res. Yeah. It's like a seventy two DPI screen. You can get the Fire HD six inch, which for is seventy nine bucks for seventy nine <laughs> bucks. You could buy like I mean I can't even do the math fast. It's like yeah. It's like you, you get, get like two and a half of three them. or three of them almost. Yeah, just about you get three for the price of an I, you know, you get five for the price of a a, a new mini. So one you just get one for everybody in the family. Yeah, sprinkle them around the house, one in every bathroom. <laughs> so that's the six inch HD, which is a, perhaps a little on the small side for my taste in a tablet. Yeah, it's getting there. It's a, it's still cool, but for for seventy nine bucks, have a six inch tablet. That's pretty cool. You can get yeah. the seven inch, which, which I, for some reason, feels like a dramatic difference to me. I feel there's like a threshold there, where the mm-hmm. seven inch you can jam a seven inch in your back pocket of your jeans, but it's really not supposed to go there. The six totally fits in your back pocket. There's like a big difference with the seven. You feel like you've got a notebook or a moleskin or something like that. Is like a different vibe to it. And so the Fire yeah. HD 7-inch, which is the exact same device, but just a little bit bigger, is 109 Which is still a, a great price. Still a great price. High, it's like a, a high 200, low 300 DPI screen, mm-hmm. screaming fast, uh, all the Amazon stuff that, that, you know, if you're a Prime customer, it's like a no-brainer. The one thing it does not have, and if you're getting this as a gift, the one thing it does not have is Mayday. Do you know what Mayday is? Yes. Okay, so uh, for anyone who doesn't know what Mayday is, it is that on-tablet customer service chat, video chat that pops up. So, like, if you're having a problem with the thing, you, you don't know how to use the tablet, you just got one, maybe it, you gave it to your grandma or whatever. So it's great if you're getting a tablet for grandpa. Yeah, no offense to grandma and grandpa, but they don't know what they're doing. So... <laughs> Um, you get, just hit the grandma, hit the button that looks like that. It's, I think it's a, like a life preserver type of look, Titanic life preserver hit it. And like, you know, I think the, the wait time is measured in seconds. The, like it's some, some face pops up with your headset on (laughs) (laughs) probably your glasses and says, Oh, how can I help you? Oh, I don't, I'm trying to get, I can't get my tablet working. Oh, well, what, what are you trying to do? And they can actually control your thing and they can show you where to tap remotely yeah that's cool so so you if you're that person who's like the de facto tech support person for your entire family you might want to spring for the extra 70 bucks and get the seven inch hdx to save yourself some sanity yeah Yeah. but the the bottom line is is that i think um a you know a seven inch tablet or something in that range is a great gift for you know family friends stuff like that um, and if, and I just can't, I cannot come up with a compelling reason to go with a mini, an iPad. There's just, they gotta be kidding me with these things. There's no compelling. I can't, maybe you can think of a compelling reason to buy an iPad. I can't think of one. 
um, outside of the fact that we need it for testing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, I can't. Um, I mean, Kira, Kira wanted an iPad, um, but she's she's 12 and and um, wants Apple things partly because of the brand and then partly because she's been using Macs for everything. Mm. Um, I mean, like she could totally she can totally use all my Android stuff, no problem. Mm-hmm. But she's already got like a ton of music purchased on iTunes and all that stuff. So, yeah, I feel like there. I, I, that is the main argument that I, I hear from people is that oh, it works. You know, they just assume that it works better with Macs. They have they now have Macs because they bought an iPhone. And then they got ended up getting a Mac, and now they're mm-hmm. like now they're sucked into the Apple ecosystem, which is exactly what Apple wants. Yeah, and well, that's what everyone wants. Okay, so let's be honest. But the but yeah, Amazon wants the same. Yeah, and Google they're does just, too. Just more affordable. Yeah. So, but the thing with Apple is, I feel like that that ecosystem lock in is a lot less than it was two years ago. Like the, I feel like people, most people are streaming music a lot more than buying it, and doesn't really like that was the big thing. It was like, oh, you bought all these like movies on iTunes, or you bought all these songs yeah. on iTunes, so you can't apps. play them anywhere. So, you know, I don't know. I guess, I guess I would. I just can't, I can't bring myself to recommend one. I just can't like it. Cause yeah. people ask me all the time on Facebook, well, Oh, what should we get? I want to get something for my wife. I want to get her a tablet. What should I get? I mean, and, maybe if you already have a lot invested in the Apple e- ecosphere and you don't want to switch away from that, then the iPad mini is definitely the tablet to get versus the larger iPads. Yeah. But I guess if you don't already point. have that, that, um, sort of immersion and into, into Apple land, mm-hmm. then, I get the one. I guess the one. The one thing is, if there are iPad apps that you specifically want, yeah, then you're out of luck, fire. But if you're getting it for that magazine situation I was talking about before, where you're just going to read and watch movies and surf the internet and and check your email and stuff like that, chat with people, the fire does everything. But if there's specific applications that are only iOS, then you're stuck. So, all right, that was my number three. Number three. That brings us to number two. You know, I'm thinking of hot swapping my number two item for something different. <laughs> you gonna, you gonna hot fix the hot fix it? Yeah, on the fly? I do. I just gotta look up the price here real quick. <laughs> so maybe you could just continue on with your number two. Okay, I'll do that. So, so my number two is an extremely family friendly option. Every, literally, I can't. I don't know anybody personally who wouldn't use this. And it is, drumroll please, the Haiku barcode scanner. So I've talked about it on the show before. It's a little, um, it's the size of like, I hate to compare it to this, but it's the exact same size as a urinal cake. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly the size. Could you just be like a tin of icebreakers gum or something? What else is that size? It's like, it's that like hockey puck sized. It's smaller than that though. Oh. Anyway, you get the idea. It's compact. Yeah. It fits in your hand nicely. It's rounded. It's fun. It's cute. It's cozy. And it's just got one gigantic button. Like the face of it is just one big silver button. Um, and and it sits on this little it's the the it, it would be perfectly circular except for the base is kind of flattened off so you can stand it up. And when you mm-hmm. pick it up, there's 
you know, a barcode scanner there. It's like glass with the little red laser lights behind it. And uh, the only other control on the thing is it's got a little a little micro USB port to charge it. And on the bot the back side, so like on the 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 face of the so the top of the puck is this big silver button. The bottom of the puck is this nice um, rubberized surface that's that has a real strong magnet in it. And you, so you can stick it to like your refrigerator or whatever. But we just keep ours standing on the uh, windowsill in the kitchen because under the sink, we put all, re- all the recycling in there. And recycling, <coughs> almost without exception, has barcodes on it. So right. as we empty something and throw it in the recycling, I just pick up the scan, the haiku, scan it, and bloop, it instantly, and I mean instantly, goes to both my phone and phone. Erica's phone. Nice. Onto, our, onto the haiku shopping list. And it's, um, it's extremely clever. It's extremely user-friendly. I mean, you just immediately, it works. Nothing, I, I, nothing on this list is as easy to set up as this haiku is. It was, they did a brilliant job with it and they're really smart and they're, and, and this is like basically a beta and they're still making great, uh, making great updates to it. It's, this is, this thing is cool. And, you know, in terms of the significant other test, I put the, you know, Erica is like pretty skeptical about a lot of this stuff. Like right. she's still laughing about glass, but, <laughs> uh, but when, um, as soon as she saw this thing, she pulled it out, she's like, huh. And then she used it once and it worked perfectly the first time. She's like, put it right on the windowsill. Boom. It's like, that one's a keeper. That became part of our kitchen. Yeah. Battery lasts forever. I think I've charged it three times. We've had it over a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so it's and it's got some real subtle cool features. So like we get a lot of stuff at Trader Joe's and those barcodes are proprietary. Mm-hmm. So when you scan it, it doesn't recognize them. So it goes when you scan it it goes beep and then you wait a second and then it goes like if it if the scan is accepted it goes like a happy beep like beep. And then if it's not accepted it goes beep. Oh. Yeah. So like, you know, it's scanned because it did the first beep and then is either happy or a sad beep. And if it gives you a sad beep, you hold down the button Mm -hmm. and you say turkey jerky or whatever, whatever (laughs) the thing is. And then it gives you a happy beep. It goes beep. It gives you the happy beep. And then when you go and look in your shopping list, it transcribes the audio to text and puts it on your list. Mm Mm-hmm. If it did a bad job and wrote down like Darth Vader socks <laughs> instead of turkey jerky or what, or naked ladies yeah. <laughs> instead of Millennium Falcon. Naked ladies instead of Millennium Falcon. Right. Then you, you know, and then it comes up on Erica's list as naked ladies and she's like, what? What? And then she can play back the audio that I recorded and hear that I said turkey jerky and not <laughs> naked ladies. So that was a genius little, it's like a, it's like a no brainer. Like, duh. Does it, does it remember that for the next time you scan that barcode? And it remembers it. Oh, nice. Which is great. So the next time I scan the turkey jerky, it comes up as turkey jerky. You get a happy beep. You get a happy beep. It is, it's a great, great, it's a, I just love this thing. It's so simple. It does one thing, but they drilled so deep into the user experience. It has one button and it's, it's a barcode scanner. Like how boring is that? But they just did such a good job productizing it and making it family friendly, and it's oh, nice. 
So, and it is $79, which if you ask me is a little bit on the high side. I was like, cause I, it's not too bad, but we use the thing every single day. Yeah. It's um, not, it's not prohibitively high that if I wanted it, I would, I would, it wouldn't stop me from buying it, but it's kind of just annoyingly high. Not, <laughs> I know. I wish it was 49 and then I would buy Like, I wish I want to have one in the kitchen, one in the upstairs bathroom, which mm-hmm. is where the shower is. Cause like, so then I can just scan like the shampoo when it goes out and in one of my office. Right. But three of like all of a sudden it's like, it's like almost 250 bucks of barcode yeah. scanners. And it's like, that's when I'll get a little nah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, like the cost of few light bulbs, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why it seems high to me. Cause I want to buy three. Right. Like it's a reasonable price for one, but I want three. So it's, but it'd be, I think it makes a perfect gift. People will love this. Like when my Erica's dad, who's like, knows like he won't carry a cell phone i don't mean smartphone any cell phone he does oh, like my husband yeah it just, yeah exactly just totally anti just anti mobile technology when he saw that thing he was like i'm gonna have to buy an iphone get one of the oh wow <laughs> yeah because he doesn't you know what i mean because it doesn't do yeah. anything if you don't have a phone yeah now richard's not anti-technology he just doesn't go anywhere that he needs a cell phone no i see he's either home or he's down at the computer store gotcha or he's out of town somewhere with me and I have my phone, so. There you go. So did you hot fix your list? I did. I hot fixed my list. <laughs> so what is Kelly's number two? Number two is an, um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a game. I was wondering if there'd be a game on the list. There's, there's going to be a board game on the list. Nice. And it's an old, older board game on the list. Actually, it's been around since the nineties. Okay. Um, but yeah, for the, for the geeky, geeky board gamer, I'm going to go with my favorite geeky board game and that is Robo Rally. Okay. Is that the one that you said that Robot Turtles was a ripoff of? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say ripoff of, but inspired by. Okay. And, um, cause the, the Robot Turtles guy even got like accolades from the Robo Rally designer for creating a kid friendly educational game so i mean gotcha. clearly there was no hard feelings there gotcha but um <clears throat> yes robo rally was um designed by uh the same guy that designed magic the gathering actually he designed robo rally to, to in order to raise funds so he could spend time working on magic um <laughs> what is magic the gathering i just read it's about a, that it's a card game so kind of like collectible card game with Probably like there's probably more Magic the Gathering cards now than there are people in the world. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, it's just a just a um. Yeah, it's a it's a collectible card game, and it's not it's not an unfun card game, but I don't keep up with it because it's just it's so massive. Hmm. Okay. So it so a I Robo- literally like I know like eight year old kids do this. Yeah. Like they, what's the eight-year-old kid one? Is it like poke? Is Pokemon a card thing? Yeah, Pokemon is a card thing. It's a card thing. It's a video game thing. It's a game. It's a. It's an every, everything thing. thing. It's a franchise. It's an everything thing. It's a franchise. They have underpants. Yeah, I think it was a card game first. I seem to remember that, but it was one of those things that's always been like a fringe thing on my radar that I've never quite yeah. understood. It seems kind of like they're playing it's a combination of playing cards and trading baseball cards yeah yeah i don't know it's weird anyway so so but is robo rally 
an adult thing or is it Robo Robo Rally is a board game. It's for I think it says ages I can't remember if it says if it's ages ten and up or twelve and up, but I would say probably ten or twelve was about the age where kids start to be able to grasp it because basically but the basic premise of the game is you are playing a, a robot mm-hmm. in a widget factory <laughs> and you're bored. So you're playing this giant game of capture the flag with other robots in the widget factory. Okay. And you're, so you're programming a robot to move around the board and there are all kinds of obstacles and conveyor belts and lasers and you're shooting each other and, Hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But it is a, um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's a logic game. You're, you're programming, programming your little robot. Okay. So what are, but just to to be clear, it's not electronic Mm -hmm. in any way. No, no. Okay, so the, anyway. the the pieces, so like what are the artifacts of the game? There's the board. The artifacts of the game, there are like eight little robot miniatures. Like maples, um, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Except, well, they're, they're, they're little sculpted okay. miniatures of, of robots. Okay. And I think there's eight little flags, and it comes with four double-sided boards that are probably like 15 by 15 inch square. Okay. I want to say. And would you like assemble them in some configuration that's unique to the game that you're Um, you're playing? You can basically, I mean, the rule book comes with several sample boards, board layouts, but you can basically configure them however you want. Okay. And then there's, there's a couple of decks of cards. There's one that has your, your movements for your robots. Okay. And then there's another deck of cards that gives your robot special abilities. All right. So no dice. It's all like movements are based on cards. Yeah. Yeah, so, no so how do you shoot someone in this kind of game? How like do this? you shoot someone? Yeah. Um, if they're if they're directly in front of you, you automatically fire at them. Okay. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but what happens is you get nine cards, and and you look through them and you lay them and you decide what order you want to do them in. So you lay them face down in front of you, and then then each of the cards have numbers in the top right corner that are, and so you just go from. Like, whatever the highest number, like, everybody turns over the first card, whoever has the highest number goes first, the next highest goes second, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you take turns doing that until you've got, you've gotten through, like, you get nine cards, you can lay down five, until you've gotten through, like, your five cards, and then that's the end of the turn. Okay. And then there's effects on the board that, that come into play, too. And Yeah, you take too much damage, your registers get locked, and then you then like maybe you're you can only you can only program four cards, and then maybe you're stuck with like a U turn as your last turn every time because you're damaged. (laughs) That sounds kind of fun. So yeah, it is. (laughs) Cool. And you can play with how many like how many people do you need to play it? Like two? uh, anywhere from two to eight. Okay. Cool. And it plays it plays plays very differently than two with two than it does with eight. Yeah, but <laughs> with eight, it's a lot more chaotic. With two, there's more strategy. Right. But it's it's very you know it's a it's a fun game. I like it a lot. It's one of my favorites. Excellent. And how long does it, like if you're playing just two people, how long would a game probably take? Uh, about an hour. Sweet. Excellent. Well, that's a good one. That's it, especially good around the holidays. Yeah, yeah. It's thirty-seven dollars. Jeez, tough to beat. I feel like we we got some good price points for people here. We do. <laughs> um, geez, I guess we're up to number one. I guess we are. So I'll go. I guess it's my turn. So I'll go with my number one pick. We haven't done any Johnny Ive yet. Nope. Because you want to know why? Can you do it with number one? No. 
I should have done oh. it when I was when I was. Oh, the, oh, the iPad Mini is so perfect. Oh, yeah, the yeah. chamfered edges and it's too expensive. The display, yeah. Anyway, so my number one pick, mm-hmm. Chromecast. Chromecast. I didn't even think of a Chromecast. I don't know why. I should have, but so, that's okay. We have different items. So. Combination, yeah, yeah. Combination of a bunch of different reasons, but the thing is twenty four dollars. Oh, they're on sale right now. Yes, this is stocking stuffer level. Stocking yeah. stuffer level. <laughs> and even when they're not on sale, they're cheap. They're thirty five yeah, bucks. Thirty five, and uh, for a while you're getting like a free year of something when you're at it. Or like, you know, Google Drive or something. Yeah, something like that. But uh, I think that's over. But the oh Netflix, it was a free year at Netflix. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, so it was like another eight or ten bucks or whatever. But I am telling you, so the thing with the Chromecast was, now, going way back, the longtime dear listener will remember that I bought an actual Sony Google TV. Not yes. the set-top box, the integrated TV. It was like, it was a lot. Uh, we needed a TV anyway, and TVs aren't super cheap. So, But I definitely spent more than I could have for a, you know, a, a TV that's not that big and not that great. And I liked it at first because there were some of the things that you could do I, re- I really liked having on my TV. But the big problem was the the it kind of boils down to the remote. Like the re- there's no good way to configure a remote to do what you want the TV to do or everything that they wanted Google TV to do. <coughs> I think they kind of bit off more than they could chew, really. Mm-hmm. Like they had like it's got a web browser and you can build apps for it and blah, blah, blah. So therefore you need to have a controller that's a combination of like an Xbox controller with a full keyboard on it with <laughs> yeah. triggers and, you know, she didn't know how to drive the damn thing. Like nobody, nobody can use that TV but me. <laughs> so, and it's small and slow. So, okay. So that's like. Of all the things TVs are, slow should not be one of them. Small, slow, and expensive. Yeah. So that was just not a winning proposition. And they were, they were roundly criticized in the media. I think they got more criticism than they deserved at the time. But the Chromecast is the sort of the the um, heir to the throne of what the Google TV could have been. Mm-hmm. Chromecast is like, in case you don't know what a Chromecast is, it's like a U, uh, USB, a uh, HDMI dongle um, that you just plug in directly into an HDMI port. It needs to be powered with USB, but a lot of TVs these days have USB uh, ports on the back too. And if not, it has an adapter. Correct. And so all of my all of my TVs, basically, I've, I've got three of them, and I just plug them right into the TV, both USB and HDMI, and they just like are mounted on the back of the TV invisibly. Yeah, like as soon as I got my Chromecast, you were like, "Well, we might as well throw the Apple TV away." Oh yeah, Apple TV. <laughs> And so when I first got the Chromecast, the, the pr- it was, again, it was one of those things where I was like, ah, I don't know if this, the promise of this is huge, but in reality, <clears throat> there aren't a ton of things that I can send to it, but that has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. And there are hundreds and hundreds of applications that have Chromecast built in on iOS and Android and the desktop and on uh, Android phones running Lollipop, you can just cast the whole phone. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that update. Yeah, 
it's great. So like, so like if you're on your phone and you're doing something, and you just want it up in the TV, you just like, and it's in the, in the navigate, in the notifications panel. So you just swipe down on the main screen, boom, cast screen. And it shows the whole screen. It, it respects orientation. And if you, so like if you have an application like audible that doesn't, doesn't airplay or cast or whatever, it doesn't, you can't get it on your TV somehow, then you just cast your whole phone. And it works great. And so, like, there's this site called F. It's like F Films or something. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. But it's the only place online that I've found Star Wars available for free, like mm-hmm. Star Wars Four, the original Star Wars. I don't. It, it can't be illegal because it would have been taken. It's been there for two years. This site's been. It's got like all the Star Wars for some reason for free there. And uh, it, you, I, I, I don't know why whatever it's up but there's no way to until now there was no way for me to actually play it on a tv so the other night cooper was like i want to watch star wars so i uh you know i just go to the web page in on my android phone and i just cast mm-hmm. the whole phone to the the whole phone to the screen and there you go yeah sound audits and you control everything from the phone so the phone becomes your remote control um, when you're casting the whole phone you can't do other stuff on the phone because it's it's mirroring your screen and audio, right. but normally, still. yeah, but still that's, it's, that's your stopgap. That's your plan B. But for any application that natively has the Chromecast icon built into it, which like I said, is hundreds now, um, you can cast from your phone to the TV and then the TV takes over and you can continue to use your phone normally, which is, and, the, and the stream is not going through your phone. You've basically, you basically sent a link to your TV, and the you're just TV like handing it off to the yes, Chromecast. Yes, you're handing your it phone. off. And so then you're using your Wi-Fi. You're not using your data plan on your phone, and then you can use your phone for other stuff. But you can still control the playback and the vo- uh, volume and um, all that stuff from your phone, if you want. And it's thirty-five bucks. It's 24 right, 24 right now, now and, and it works with iOS and Android. So like everybody on your list has one of those. And phones. all your computers. Right. So, I mean, it is, and it's, and like the apps that support, it's like all the apps that you wanted, like originally it wasn't like this, but now everything you want support, Chromecast support and has it like Netflix, Pandora, BBC, PBS. Nice. It's just on down the list. The only thing that's not on there is stuff that's nowhere like NFL and, and other sports stuff. Yeah, the stuff you can't watch online unless you're paying for a cable subscription to it anyway. Yeah, like you have to have direct TV <laughs> yeah. and and Cox and Yeah, it's like if you're already paying for this, we'll let you watch it online. Yeah. I know. It's like it it's so tempting to just want to like like pay for cable and put a webcam on my TV and just leave it on. <laughs> it's just to, just to like ugh, it's so annoying. Like what? So, like speaking of that, since we're talking about Chromecast, this mm-hmm. Thursday, Thanksgiving, it's the one day a year when I need sports on the TV because Erica's dad. Yes, I was telling Richard about this earlier. So every year, I try and figure out how I'm going to do it because he won't come unless he can watch the football game. Right. So <clears throat> what I've done in years past is I just put rabbit ears on the TV, which does work, mm-hmm. but it's not great. And sometimes it'll cut out and it seems to always cut out like at a really high pressure moment. <laughs> yeah. So this year I was like, well, maybe, maybe 
that industry has finally come around and maybe there's a new way to do it this year. It's been an entire year since I've checked. Right. So sure enough, there's a way to do it uh, for the low, low price of $200. Oh my goodness. You can sign up for, um, what the heck was it called? It was, it was from, it was direct TV plan. You get the direct TV app, you pay 200 bucks and you can get, <clears throat> you get every game of the season live, but you know, I don't want, you know, it's like a classic bundle. Like, like yeah. Oh, if you want to watch the football game on Thanksgiving, you must want to watch every single other football game in the country Ever, forever yeah. for the year. 200 bucks. I was like, uh, rabbit ears again. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's insane. Yeah. I mean, so the, the funny thing is, since we're talking about it, the funny thing is I probably spend way more now on movies and TV than I did when I was paying for cable. Yeah. But when I was paying for cable, I wasn't getting exactly what I wanted all the time. And I was getting a lot of crap I didn't want that I watched anyway. <laughs> right. Like I probably spend more money, watch less TV. Yeah, I spend more and watch less, but it's exactly yeah. what I want. Yeah. When I want it. Which is worth more. <laughs> It's like the other night I wanted to watch a movie. I was like, I could get up and go into the living room and dig through the stack of Blu-rays or I could pay $3 and watch it right now and not have to move. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. Guess what I did? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even, <clears throat> when we bought, Erica was like, why don't you buy that? We're going to watch it a bunch more times. And I'm like, if I buy it, like Toy Story or something, like, this is something we're definitely going to watch again. Like when Maggie hits that age. Yeah. I'm like, if I buy that, by the time Maggie's old enough to watch it, I'm not going to know that I bought it and I'm just going to rent it again anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I do buy it, I won't remember where I bought it. Like that's the problem with buying it is you have to remember where it is. Yeah. Like it was in Amazon or I guess Netflix doesn't sell stuff, but I, I could have bought it. Basically when I buy stuff, it's either Amazon and there's another place. Oh, Google play. So you just not it's just rent them. You just rent them. Like I bought the entire Star Wars uh, six movies on DVD and mm -hmm. I lost them. I have no idea where they are. <laughs> there was like 250 bucks. Wow. I can't find them. I think I, I, I gave a bunch of DVDs to Goodwill a while back. I think it must have been in there. And so I... Uh, so I go to that FF site and I watch it there when I feel <laughs> yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Blu-rays Blu and, Blu and DVDs are something we still have a lot of. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we do still buy Blu-rays. but We don't even have a player. Yeah. No, we have, um, we have the PlayStation. So. Oh, right. I got the Xbox that plays DVDs. Yeah. Well, your Xbox destroys discs. Oh, right. So. <laughs> Mm. You might not want to put one in there. Yeah, Erica's dad was like, "Oh, I'll put I'll put all those. I got all those videos. I'll put them all on a CD and send them to you." I was like, "Chris, we don't have anything to play that in." He's like, <laughs> he's like "Just put it. It doesn't work in any CD player." I'm like, we don't have a CD player. I have a CD player. Put it in your computer. The computer doesn't have a CD doesn't player. A, yeah. It doesn't. No. Put it on YouTube. <laughs> 
So yeah, I have I have an external CD drive for my Mac. Mm-hmm. It's been used exactly once, <laughs> and that was because I have a collection of like the fifty worst, best worst B movie horror sci fi movies ever. Sweet. I occasionally fire it up to watch that. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, uh, we are, this, is, this is drum roll. The final yeah, my, number my one. My number one. It's going to be a little anticlimactic, is it? but it's still a great, a great thing. And that is the Kindle Paperwhite. No, that's not anticlimactic. I was Which, hoping you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hoping I would. Yeah. I was hoping that would make the list. Yeah, and right now it can be had for ninety nine dollars. And they great. also they have a new one out called Kindle Voyage. That one's kind of expensive. If that feels expensive to me, it does. It feels expensive to me, and it feels like not enough of an upgrade from the Paperwhite to justify the cost. Yeah, I mean, people were raving about the Paperwhite. Yeah. So what you have one right? I have a Paperwhite. Yes. Uh-huh. Is it the, the? I think there are two, the first and the second. Yeah, I have the second gen. Cool. And it's, that one supposedly has the better lighting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, the lighting on it is very even. And um, talk about tablets. Of of all of the, the tablet-like devices that I have, the Paperwhite gets more use than any of them, like the others combined. Wow. Could wow. just be that I read an obsessively large amount, but... <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, I've... Uh... I almost never really read. I have an Audible subscription that I mm-hmm. can barely keep up with or my credits expire, which I, I almost put on the list actually as an Audible <laughs> subscription for someone because that is, it is great. Love audiobooks. But uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I think they're great. Like when I want to read, when I do read on a Kindle, mm-hmm. it's great. Like a, not a fire, but like an actual e-ink. Yeah. Yeah. The regular, um, the regular Kindle is $49 right now. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Man alive. And they have, and you can like lend books and there's library free books. Jeez mm-hmm. Louise. Yeah. But yeah, the Paperwhite, I was the, the second generation Paperwhite and I love it. You know, mm. the battery life is measured in weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. And um, yes, the lighting is the lighting is really even, and the text you know, text is good and good and clear. And I think the voyage is, suppro- is supposed to have a little bit sharper text, but you don't need it. Mm. No, I think that's a great number one. Cool. Geez, I'm looking at the clock on the wall, and we've been we've been going a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we made it to our number ones. Hopefully, dear listener, that will. Um, you you still have things to still have people to shop for. You didn't do all of your shopping on Black Lung Friday, <laughs> and this will be of some use to you now or in the future. Yes, that's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark, and I'm Kelly Shaper, and we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye. Bye.